Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we open with Minute 49, which starts with Peter taking back everything he just told Miles, and ending a minute later with Peter bemoaning teenagers. (laughs) I have titled this minute, A Terrible Moment. It's... Not terrible for everybody, though. It's a terrible moment. (laughs) Just for some of them. I'm just saying it's a terrible moment. (laughs) Yeah. There's actually quite a few things, like a little detail things that I really enjoy about this minute. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, when I didn't catch what Doc was saying to Kingpin while they were leaving the room, but it was like the finishing of the sentence. But of Peter's, ooh, that's not good. Actually, everything she said was bad. I was lying before. <laughs> yeah, and I liked how I kind of mentioned it at the end of last minute, um, how they were the directors were talking about how they wanted this to be a joke, but then they had to buy back the stakes. And this was their attempt at like making the joke, like making light of the situation and making the joke, and then immediately trying to buy back the stakes. Like, oh, actually, no, this is this is bad. You should. <laughs> there yeah. are actually stakes here. Like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> well, it feels like a very Peter thing to do, of just like, I'm just trying to make like the kid feel all right. Like, this is standard. It's like, actually, everything they said was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peter very, like, smoothly comes out of the vent. Oh, yeah, so smooth. Like, he's done that, like, a bajillion times before, yeah. obviously. Although part of me wonders, like, how, how did he slip past Miles so easily? <laughs> Since oh, yeah, they were that's... really squished in together. <laughs> like, how did they... We actually missed the, like, 30 seconds of them, like, trying to readjust so that he could... <laughs> they had to do a whole, down. like, twister game in there. <laughs> yeah. And he immediately lands on the yoga ball. Yes, and does a, a adorable little little bounce. Just little boop, bounce. Boop, 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 boop. Over to right where he needs. And immediately goes with the clackety-clackety-clackety. Yes. I love that the types are called clackities. Yeah, and they show him hunt and pecking again. Mm-hmm. He's a very fast hunker, hunter and pecker. I'll give him yes. that. I mean, if he's been doing this for a while, been doing it for a while, then you know he's probably gotten pretty speedy with it. He's, he's pretty good with it. Um, I do love how you can hear Doc in the background. Yeah. Like it's a nice little detail of just like, oh, it's a soundproof room. It's like, no, you can still hear them. And then Miles gets stuck to the lights. And I love Peter's, like, little, what are you doing there, bud? Yeah, it's like, what <laughs> like, you doing, bud? He just, like, he sounds so, like, almost like a parent asking their kid what they're doing as they're doing something really stupid. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, and I love, like, the, the second glance he has to take at Miles, too. Like, he glances up, and then he looks down, and then he glances up again, and then he's like, what? What are you doing up there? Yeah, it takes him a second to register what's actually going on. Like, hold on a second. <laughs> and, like, Miles is stuck and he's really struggling and the lights start shaking like crazy. <laughs> which is hilarious to me. He's like, just relax, be in the moment. And Miles is like, I am in the moment. It's a terrible moment. <laughs> which I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> then it cuts to... One of the things I love, which is we see Doc and Kingpin talking. 
uh, in the hallway, and you can actually see in the background Miles struggling, and Peter like waving his arms around trying to get him down. Yeah, I love how the the walls are slightly transparent, so like you mm-hmm. can see them walking around the the corner, and you can see their shadows uh, against the wall when we're inside of the lab, and then mm-hmm. yeah, when we cut to Kingpin and the doctor and tombstone outside in the hallway and looking you can see peter and miles's shadows uh i guess it's just miles's shadow no you can um, see peter's too oh okay bouncing around on the um on the lights yeah yeah peter's peter's arm is like flail like flailing and Uh, he's like like at one point he kind of has an exasperated like what are you doing sort of gesture the other thing i really liked was kingpin takes up literally half of the screen Oh my gosh! Um, yes. And just it's you know he is just enormous. He doesn't look like he would fit through many of these doors. No, no, it, it, they it does never not look actually like... show him walking through. <laughs> and it's like, how do you actually fit through these? Very carefully. Like a lot of skin. It's a little embarrassing. That's why he doesn't get shown doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we. It cuts back into, uh, like you mentioned, when it cuts back into the lab, we can still see uh, the the Doctor and Kingpin's silhouettes outside. And the first time I, not the first time I watched like the movie, but the first time I watched this minute, I'm like, wait, was that an error? Because we saw in the hallway they were really close, but then when it cuts back in the lab, they're showing on either side of the monitor. And I'm like, oh, wait a yeah. second, they weren't that close. But then I remembered uh, Kingpin turns and starts walking away. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that makes sense then. Okay, yeah, he's walking away. and Like we said, he takes a path of the screen. I don't expect it. Like, two steps? Yeah, he could be on the other side of that monitor to be seen. And Peter tells Miles that the way to get unstuck is to relax. And Miles, precious boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he starts singing the... Sunflower for minute three. Yeah, and I love, like, just it's a nice callback mm-hmm. to that like okay this that was miles when he was just really relaxed having a nice time and so this is his like safe place to go to and yeah it's a very clever callback and like a good way to introduce like having it played earlier and then seeing him kind of like just chill and relax and jam and that it like makes sense to have it later it's like you need to relax okay sing that like we know like it's a great yeah. connection and he still doesn't know any of the words no i actually um while watching this minute was kind of humming along but i actually had the words going <laughs> <laughs> i know this song better than miles i mean to be fair it's only been a couple days for miles we've had a lot more time with the song than he has i d- i'm mm- <laughs> but i love the way like his fingers pop off <laughs> i love that how it's just like slowly just one little finger at a time and then he doesn't seem to like pick up that his left hand is free completely no he and just it's just like oh yeah getting it. into it now and peter's like exasperated face palm <laughs> when he falls well, uh, in the middle of it when he starts oh, singing. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Peter yeah, face palms. Yeah. And... It's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then when his, his right hand gets free and he just plummets to the ground. Yeah. Which remind me, reminded me, first off, I thought that was hilarious. But second, it made me think of when we were talking about the alley scene. 
Yeah. And how you said that they were very careful to like have um, Miles's one of Miles's shoe off, yeah. so he could be stuck to the ceiling. And it's like here he has his sneakers on. So at first I'm like, wait, he's stuck with his the lights there. It's like, oh wait, no, he's not. He just plummeted to the ground as soon as his hands were released. Yeah. He's also got amazing core strength to be able to like hold himself up like that. Right? (laughs) Um, Like that is a hard position to hold for any amount of time. He's Um, doing great with it. Yeah. And then um, when he falls, Peter's got, uh, that's when Peter just hates teenagers. (sighs) Size teenagers are just the worst. Yeah. Which, I mean, kind (laughs) of. This coming from someone who was like just recently a teenager. <laughs> yeah, and then we get another, you know, a good shot of the lab from behind Peter, and um, there's an earlier shot of the lab that uh, shows a decent amount. Um, one of the things that I actually hadn't noticed before until this was mm-hmm. when Peter first swoops into the lab, on the desk uh, on the right side of the desk we see uh, one of the doctor's robotic arms just I actually there. saw that in a later minute. I didn't see it in this. It's yes, it's the there, there's one that shows up here. We also see a few uh stuff on her desk, like a notebook, a rubber band ball, which actually made me really happy for some reason. Yeah, I'm like that is a serious rubber band ball. Yeah, so we see the the first hint at who she really is. If you're not like expecting it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Yeah, I was not either. <laughs> pick I first up on this either. But um, so we get the arm laying on the desk, and um, there's also just a bunch of octagons everywhere. We already, I, I believe, we already pointed out the lights being the octagons, but there's also like her it glasses. Looks, yeah, her. I, I, yeah, I guess we pointed out her glasses. Her glasses are octagons. We pointed. Uh, I don't think we pointed this out, but like the hand scanners to open the doors are octagons. Yeah, it almost looks like her desk lamp, the tall, clicky black one, mm-hmm. might be an octagon, but it's a bit hard to tell. On her, or on the chair in her office, there's an octagon, um, some octagons on it. There's also the desk that, or the table that Miles falls into is an octagon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she likes octagons, maybe. Yeah, um, we have made jokes in previous minutes about how subtle this movie is. Yeah. But I won't lie, this one actually might be kind of subtle because I never took note of this until now. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit more subtle than some of the other stuff. Yeah, like I never noticed how many octagons were in this room until I like was really watching it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's octagons everywhere. <laughs> um, but this is definitely some of the more subtle imagery that this movie does, but even then it is very everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Look, you know what? She has a theme, and she sticks to it, and I respect that. <laughs> it's, you know, shape themes. You don't see that too often. Usually it's color themes with heroes and villains. Yeah, and in her defense, like, an octagon, good theme. Good theme for a scientist. Yeah, and we also see how awarded of a scientist she is, I guess. Or, like, she, you notice on her bookshelves in the back corner there, there's a lot of awards on it. Uh, it looks yeah. like one of them is... Might be a Nobel Prize down on the, the bottom right-hand corner of her shelf. And uh, it looks like it's probably her diploma there as well. And then 
couple other rewards we see here. We also see some in some upcoming minutes mm-hmm. or in the in the next minute. But yeah, she gets a lot of awards. Um, She's a smart cookie. <laughs> yeah. And the the last thing I wanted to bring up was just the animators had some difficulty orienting themselves in this room when they were watching the like doing animation reviews mm-hmm. because of the walls being just like plain glass on all sides. Yeah. They hadn't like during the animation reviews, not everything's, you know, completely animated mm-hmm. uh, and rendered all the way through. And so they had difficulty figuring out um, like which wall is that to? Is that the wall to like Kingpin and <laughs> or um or is that the one to the forest? Where's the one with the door again? Um and so one of the things they did was like to indicate which wall was the one with the woods behind it, they just stuck an orange rectangle there. <laughs> <laughs> as a like, hey, this is orange. Remember the trees are orange. You um, know, colors. Way, yeah. To try to help get themselves oriented properly. Uh, which I thought was was really funny just it's like funny but yeah. also clever and yeah, yeah i could i could see this like without all the stuff in there i'm like this room would be confusing yeah it would be very confusing it is a very bright room which i kind of like that it's a very bright room yeah i feel like she doesn't need so many lights on because she's got that giant wall of <laughs> glass behind her and so that should provide plenty of light she's just wasting electricity at this point i mean it's kind of cloudy out. Maybe she. That's how you can tell something. that she's going to be. She's working for the bad guys. Is that she's got all these <laughs> excess lights on? She's killing the environment. <laughs> I was going to say the reason I like that it's so bright is that I feel like it's such a almost a stereotype that the 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 villain laboratories are like kind of dark or tinted yeah. a weird color and i'm like no this is so bright and cheerful i'm like i could see why people would want to work here yeah where like everyone else like why would anyone want to work here this place is depressing <laughs> <laughs> like everything has a green tint does that not make you sick there's mold coming off of the ceiling like, there is there is an actual leak dripping onto the electronics like someone's gonna die here and it's not who we want to die yeah. Like, it's just, it's such a nice, bright lab, and I kind of yeah, love that. Yeah, Falcom X wasn't evil. It wouldn't, it doesn't look like it'd be a bad place to work. No, right? That's how you know they're evil. <laughs> that is all I have for this minute. Do you have anything else? No, that was all I had as well. Alright. Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on Wednesday with Minute 50. See you next time. Bye.